Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag college basketball. We're really proud of it. We've joked around a, uh, a little bit about how we're beautiful, ugly. If we win beautiful, ugly. We've won 20 times beautiful, ugly this year. and We dig it, man. Let's go. Let's make some t-shirts. A win's a win. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. Beautiful, ugly. And that's a good expression for what BYU did against Pepperdine. Down 10 late. Finished strong. Got the game to overtime. Actually had a chance to win it in regulation, but couldn't get a stop. But then won it in OT. BK, a lot of fouls, a lot of turnovers, but ultimately they found a way to win. Yeah, I guess that's all that matters there. That's the whole goal at this point now. Any loss going forward, uh, not tonight, but uh, it would have been devastating. Tonight is expected, and then obviously the NCAA tournament, you're done. So that's devastating. So if you find a way to win, who cares how it goes about? All that matters is that you did win. And they did. There were way too many turnovers. But there weren't. That's the whole point. They won. And poor, yeah. Despite 21. Poor shooting, but lousy defense and stretches. But down 10 late in the game, they got it together. Competitive. You got to give them that. They were competitive down the stretch. That, that effort won't be anybody else the rest of the year, but it was good enough to beat Pepperdine and give BYU their 20th win. They're 20-5 and five now. They're playing Gonzaga. who's a perfect 25-0. and oh. They rolled again. Another blowout victory for the Zags in the semifinal over St. Mary's. So now it's Gonzaga and BYU, 7 o'clock tonight on ESPN in the conference tournament title game. Get there early. <laughs> Gonzaga, they just seems to just uh, steamroll people. I mean, they remind me of the 87 Dream Team. They just beat the crap out of everybody. The 87 Dream Team. Yeah. those None of those games were even close. The 92 They're, Dream Team. That team, too. Yeah, I realized they got together for a couple of Olympics, basically, right? Be the 96 Dream Team. That's what I'm saying. Go on and on. Gonzaga was up by 18 on St. Mary's at the half. So to your point, if you want to see some competition, be there early. I turned the game on a few minutes late, and it was already like 20 to 10. And Gonzaga was already pulling away and in charge. Not me. I was right there for the, the, the starting lineups, man. I was there <laughs> at the beginning. Uh, other tickets were uh, punched. Appalachian State clinched their first NCAA tournament berth in 21 years after winning the Sun Belt. Michigan is expected to be a one seed. So there are plenty of people on social media hoping it would be Michigan and App State, like that football upset years ago pair them up in basketball roll the old football video let's see what happens Creighton men's basketball coach Greg McDermott has been reinstated all team activities following a one game suspension for racially insensitive comments he made to his players in late February the school announced that yesterday he will coach in this weekend's Big East tournament DJ and PK hashtag NBA there's pick and rolls that happen in basketball. There's isolations that happen in basketball. And I do both, so I don't really understand what that means. I just, uh, stuff like that I don't even pay attention to, especially somebody that has no credibility. It's James Harden. 
Talking about Antoine Walker, who says the Nets can't win with Harden's style. Is that all offensive? Is that defensive? Is, it, is what all offensive? His style, well, his style. Yeah, I don't know what Antoine Walker's getting at with his style. Is he saying he's too ball dominant? Because I think he's been less ball dominant in, with the Nets than he was with the Rockets. And most people who are questioning the Nets are questioning their ability to defend at a high level in the playoffs. I assume Walker was going more ball dominant. He's talking about Harden's style, but... Well, I think Harden's with a different team, obviously, now. So what is the style necessary for James Harden to be on a winning team when he was with Houston? Was it necessary for him to take all those shots and have the ball as much as he did? Maybe so. And certainly D'Antoni was the coach. Now, he's an assistant coach with the Nets now. Uh, On this one, you don't need him to do that. And what does James Harden want to do? He's received all the individual accolades and all the money he could possibly spend. Now it's about winning. And usually in these cases... As a player matures and gets all the fame and the glory and the money, then it does become about winning, and you see him many times transform his game into going whatever it takes to win. I would suspect that James Harden would fall in line with all those other examples. I would think so. I think you've got to, uh, there's a couple things. One, to your point about, you know, what was the lineup like in Houston, so what did he have to do? You know, he didn't have Kevin Durant in Houston, and now he does. And Kyrie Irving can initiate the offense and go get some shots and score some points, too. So he can play a little differently. But I also think he has to play different night to night in Brooklyn because that lineup has been wildly inconsistent. You know, who's available, who's not available. Uh, You know, it changes on any given night. Um, Recently, you know, we saw Durant miss some games. So got to play a little differently based on who's available. A couple things, man. Yeah, exactly. NBA announced the mini-bubble for the All-Star Game was a success. No players, coaches, or game officials tested positive for COVID-19 while in Atlanta after the final tests were processed and results were returned to the league and the teams involved. Now, time to get back to it. Game start Wednesday night. Tomorrow night. DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. From what I gather from talking to people this week, over the past week, um, Jimmy Garoppolo is still far and away their plan A. That if they had to draw it up exactly, you know, the optimal situation for the Patriots for this coming season, it's Jimmy G coming back here. And of course, that's all dependent on the 49ers doing something. Now, don't believe anything that John Lynch says. Like, John Lynch really has no power there. He's basically, I guess he sort of runs personnel, but it's, it's Kyle Shanahan's show from top to bottom. That's the Boston Sports Journal's Greg Bedard on the Patriots' plan A this offseason. Need a quarterback? What are they going to do? Everybody's waiting to see who's going to make moves and if quarterback musical chairs is going to start or accelerate. Didn't really want to get rid of Jimmy G, but they did. So now can they get him back? They got Trent Brown back. Raiders are sending offensive tackle Trent Brown to the Patriots. He's restructured his deal. One year, $11 million. Started every game during the Patriots' 2018 Super Bowl run before signing with the Raiders as a free agent in 2019. A couple years with the Raiders, and now back to the Patriots. So, who else is on the move? A wheel and deal. How long do you think the Patriots can be a story based on their past success, and how quickly does that fade, PK? It's a lot of Patriots talked last year for a team that wasn't really in the hunt. I would say as long as Belichick is there. Yeah. 
Dallas Cowboys. Going to have Dak Prescott for a while, apparently. He signed a four-year, $160 million contract. Then their long-running negotiations, their battle. Technically, it's a six-year deal, but voyage to four years to help the Cowboys with the salary cap. It includes $126 million guaranteed, record $66 million contract extension, a record $75 million due in year one of the deal. Part of negotiating this, because this is a high number going forward, this is the second second highest quarterback deal in the in the NFL behind Mahomes' deal. But part of it is, I think, the Dak Prescott wanted to be compensated because he was a steal. Fourth-round guy and paid a lot less than guys who were getting teams to the playoffs. So Somehow they found a number, PK. We'll wait for the next drama with the Cowboys. I'm yeah, sure I just be don't another. see it. I, I just don't think he's... He's a playoff quarterback, but he's not a Super Bowl quarterback. I don't even know if he's a consistent playoff quarterback. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. You know, this spring has been so exciting. Like my first time in competition with the other quarterbacks. And it's just been so excited to be to be finally into it. You know, last year I was getting home from my mission, working on the scout team. And that was a blast. I'm, I enjoyed every moment. But now it's now it's time to shine and just rock and roll. You can enjoy every moment, but you can enjoy every moment more, PK. Don't want to diss the scout team. Well, enjoy the moment of the competition. If you don't win the competition, then I don't know how much you're going to enjoy it. But he's young. Just to clarify, it's Jacob it Conover. Oh, yeah, yeah it, it is Conover. Uh, and if he doesn't win it this year, it's not like... He won't play this year, nor will it um, doesn't mean he's not going to play at Brigham Young. I mean, if he's this good, as they say, his time will come, even if it doesn't come now or in the fall. It will come. He'll have an opportunity to get out on the field, and that's all you want. How accurately can you handicap the competition that Conover speaks of with Hall and Romney? I mean, I can say it again. I think Hall's going to be the starter, but that's just my opinion. Nobody's told me that. And Romney could easily win that job just as well. So, I mean, we're like five practices into it, so there's really nothing to handicap right now. Who can Samson Akua announce they will indeed be transferring to BYU? Put it out on social media. Samson will be a grad transfer with one year of eligibility. Puka is a sophomore. It'll be his third year, but obviously the clock didn't run last year. Yeah, they went on and said a lot about, uh, you know, they need to get home for family reasons. We'll have Puka out at 9 o'clock. I believe them to an extent. But I also believe that they want to get the ball. They didn't get the ball. They just didn't get the ball at the other two schools. I mean, Sampson going home, well, he wasn't that far away from home to begin with. Obviously, being up in Seattle is a major distance between Utah County. I assume they still live there. I don't know that. But I assume that's where they live, and that's a major distance from Seattle, clearly. But there's got to be some football aspect into it, too, because if Samson really wanted to go home, uh, with classes being online as much as they are, he could have done it. Now he had to show up to practice, obviously, but he could have done that. But they want to go someplace where they have an opportunity to get the ball downfield. I mean, you look at BYU, you look at Seattle or Washington and... Utah, what they do is put defenders and running backs into the NFL, right? I mean, Seattle, uh, Washington, they've got 29 guys. I think they're in the NFL, and 19 of them are either on defense or running backs. 
and that's a give or take. A, you know, the rosters are fluid in the NFL. Last time I looked it up. Well, same thing with Utah, right? Defensive players and running back. A couple years ago, they put all those defenders in the NFL and Zach Moss, right? Not a whole lot of receivers. Well, you look at BYU. They took a walk-on, not the best competition last year, but a walk-on. He had 1,100 yards and, and 70 catches or what it was, and now he's entering the draft going to get an opportunity to play. So clearly one offense wants to throw the ball downfield a whole lot more than the other two. Still they got whatever's going on personally. They got a chance to uh, make big plays, get the ball in the air, and then hopefully chase the NFL dream because everybody's chasing the NFL dream. Puka Nakua is going to join us at 9 o'clock this morning. The new BYU transfer from the University of Washington will be uh, right here on the zone, 9.05, so be here for that. Uh, the other football news, Les Miles is out of Kansas. They agreed to part ways last night. Kansas City Jeff Long said he's extremely disappointed for his university, the fans, and everyone involved with the football program. they got to go find a new coach. Indiana likes the coach they have. Tom Allen gets a seven-year contract through 2027. It's going to pay him $4.9 million per year. That's up a million dollars per year. Indiana, who's long been a doormat in the Big Ten, coming off a really good season, 6-2. and two. They were 6-1 and one in conference and lost at Ohio State 42-35 in a game that was really good in the fourth quarter in a year when Ohio State blew out a lot of people. So he gets the big money deal. DJ and PK. Whoa, 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 oh. whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, and then Utah. New receivers coach has been hired out of Central Michigan. Bumpus. It's coming. Former GA in 2018. Chad Bumpus. Uh, Chad a, couple, Bumpus. a couple of things, as uh, DJ would say, uh, that Bumpuses, you know, they're the ones who ruined the uh, Thanksgiving, no, Christmas dinner. Ralphie and his family, and then they had to go to the Chinese place, the Bumpus Dogs. They were those neighbors. And then also, too, you know, good for him, but I don't ever, ever, ever want to hear a kid be criticized for transferring. Because this guy was over there at his other job like three days ago. Well, I'm exaggerating. Last month, was it? Maybe January, right? And good for him for getting the job, but he never coached a day, at least in the fall season there and he's out the door because he got a better offer which is fine i've got zero problem with that but it shouldn't be a one-time deal on these kids to transfer they should be able to go whenever they want i mean because a coach just did this and nobody bats an eyelash we're all excited utah on their their twitter accounts this is all fired up he's all fired up and that's great i'm not criticizing this coach or the school at all in the least the same opportunity needs to be provided to the player anytime he or she wants to do it. Because we've seen this, this is not that unusual, where a coach gets hired and then X amount of time, relatively short, gets another job opportunity and takes it just a few weeks later. So the player needs to have the same opportunity. That's my whole point. That happens all the time. It's happened for a long time. Where was the school Andy Ludwig went when he left Utah the first time in 08? Because he went somewhere real briefly. and then it jumped, Kansas? I, I Kansas think so. And, and then he Cal. jumped to Cal. Kansas to Cal, yeah. Right, and it was yeah. the same kind of deal. He never coached a game in Kansas. And that's fine. Yeah. So be it. I don't, I'm, I've don't. i got zero problem with it. I yeah. just want the player to be able to do it also. 
It seems where we're heading with the players. No, it must be where we're headed. Yes, but there's foot dragging there. There's no foot dragging with the coaches. And your point, that's inconsistent, hypocritical. Yeah, and I think that's part of the reason why the Nakua's are going to publicly say about the personal and the family reasons so Puka could be eligible this season. So I think you got to play that game. And that's not just me saying it. It's what I've been told. It's not me saying it at all, actually. And that doesn't discount the family reasons by any stretch. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. Five-time All-Star David Price told the Dodgers that he is open to taking on any role with the defending World Series champs. He sat out the 2020 season, made a spring training debut with a 1-2-3 inning in the fourth inning of their game against the White Sox yesterday. What role can you envision for David Price with the Dodgers since he's open to any role? Pitcher. <laughs> I don't think he's going to play second the, base. Is he coming out of the bullpen? Well, he did yesterday. I happened to be watching that game. And he did come out there and go the one, two, three. You know, it depends on what uh, what they need there. Uh, that's their weaknesses in the bullpen, not as much as the starting pitching. They're loaded, my goodness. And Corey Seager just hit a bomb. Mookie Betts making another phenomenal play out there in right field. I know your boys signed uh, FD2 to a 4,000-year contract, and they should be good. But, but does that make them better than the Dodgers? I don't think so. Yeah. No, I don't think so. I mean, they're just so loaded. Just watching that game yesterday, it was 6 nothing in the second inning. I mean, and I know it's a spring training game, but they're just so loaded. So Price is getting up there. Hasn't been nearly as effective and obviously did sit out last season. So in order to make that money, and I think, too, to uh, be a good teammate because you chose to sit out, sit out last year. That's your call. Fine. But man, I think he's playing it right. Yeah, you don't want to come in with a bunch of demands, right? They won the World Series without you, and granted, it was a 60-game season and different playoff format, but they still did it. So, don't come in and make demands. Come in and say you'll do whatever. Real Cormier, the durable left-hander, spent 16 years in the major leagues, pitched in the Olympics before and after his time in the big leagues, had a heck of a career, but he died after a battle with cancer, and he's only 53 years old. Spent time with the Phillies, the Cardinals, the Reds, the Expos, and the Red Sox. Pitched for the Canadian national team in the 1988 and 2008 Olympic Games. What is Trending? Brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. There's no job too big or too small. Get the personal touch with Shamrock Plumbing. Call them at 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. All right, coming up this morning, we got basketball. Randy Ray, Weber State men's basketball coach, getting ready for the Big Sky Tournament. One of three teams that could easily end up winning the Big Sky Tournament. We'll talk with him at 8 o'clock. Mark Madsen, UVU men's basketball coach. Looks like a two-team race in the six-team conference tournament, but it's March, so you never really know. But UVU and Grand Canyon look like the favorites in the WAC tournament. We'll talk with Mark at 8.30. And Puka Nakua, new BYU transfer wide receiver from the University of Washington, will join us at 9.05. DJ PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Number one. Make us your number one preset. 
The Zone Sports Network is Utah's number one choice for sports radio in Utah. From DJ and PK to Hanson Scotty and the Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, the Zone continues to dominate the competition. Thank you to all of you that continue to make the Zone Sports Network Utah's highest rated, most listened to sports station. Your home for the best coverage of the teams you're passionate about is right here. 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hot takes or toast brought to you by Jerry Seiner Cadillac. Check out the bold new lineup at Jerry Seiner Cadillac. It's definitely not your grandpa's Cadillac. All right, question of the day. The Nakua brothers are heading to BYU. The Nakuas are coming. The Nakuas are coming. Wide receivers <laughs> Samson and Puka are transferred to BYU. How great is that for the Cougars? Thanks for playing along there with the Paul Revere. You're welcome. I nice, liked it. It was a nice pull. I liked it. It was good. Dax, they couldn't cut it at a P5 school, so they had to transfer to a mid-major. That got a thumbs up from a Ute fan, and it got a laughing emoji from a Cougar fan. The basketball is mid-major. I don't think that we use that as a football term. Uh, So, I guess Brian Thompson. No, Brian Thompson transferred to a Pac-12 school, so he could cut it. Derek says neither one of those guys is going to get a win over Utah, just like the big brother. Speaking of Kai, of course. Yes, and there it is. Let's cut right to the chase. Great, you're not beating us. That's why this rivalry ranks right there with any in the country because this is a time for BYU to get good news and the Ute fans come out and and when are you going to have our recruits on? Like, you don't care about us anymore. When are you going to have this and this and this? I mean, we talk an inordinate amount of Utah football, but that's not good enough, man, because once you mention the rivalry – the other team, it, it comes out and right off the bat. Well, they couldn't cut it at a P5. We're P5. You're not. Nanner, nanner, nanner. <laughs> that, that's why this rivalry just rocks. And they don't even have to play. There's very few rivalries where you don't have to play, and it's still a big deal. And they won't play, at least uh, scheduled for the next two years, because they're going to play Florida. I mean, SC and Stanford can play Notre Dame and BYU in the same year, but Utah can't. It's too tough, apparently. So I love the fact that they're playing Florida, but you claim you're a rival of SC's. Well, SC is going to play Notre Dame and BYU in 2021. But well, it's because we play nine conference games. Wait a minute, you're in the Pac-12 South, and they play nine <laughs> conference games, too. Strike that, Your Honor. Yeah. Can't use that one. Right. And I think it's awesome that you're playing Florida, absolutely. But don't tell me you can't play BYU in the same year, and then tell me you're a rival of SC's or Stanford, because they do it. And that's just, we know that they play Notre Dame every year. There's also other schools I'd have to look at. Uh, the Sun Devils have a pretty easy non-conference schedule this year, so I can't put them on there uh, because we know BYU plays five uh, Pac-12 schools this year. So just saying we don't want to play BYU, not, well, it's too tough, that that doesn't really ring true to me. That's just not really. And I get that that's more of a rival for you, and SC's really not going to give them the time of day as far as her rival. 
goes, and they're going to give you, Utah, more of the time of day. I understand all that. And that's true. And it's, your, your claims on that are 100% accurate. But that's the greatness of this rivalry here. And that's what's cool about them not being in a conference together is that they can easily transfer. Now, they're also they're doing away with those uh, rules against uh, transferring within your own conference and losing another year, like Trent Whiting did years ago in basketball. Steve Cleveland brought him up because this is a 20-year anniversary of BYU winning the conference title under Steve Cleveland, and Trent Whiting was a significant player on that team. And it was a and, big deal at the time. Yeah, because he left Utah to go to BYU, and I can tell you that the athletic administration for Utah was furious. Absolutely furious. You can and go. Was, you can go anywhere, but don't go there. <laughs> there was a former player and coach who was employed by BYU at the time, and he was a former player and coach at Utah, and I think they really held that against him. And to be clear, the Utah-BYU game, it's getting played this year, but not in 2022 and not right. in 2023. In 2023, the Utes are playing Florida and Baylor. Mm-hmm. So that's, and that's a great that's, schedule. That's great. pretty good, good. right. In 2022, awesome. in 2022, it's Florida, San Diego State, and Southern Utah. So, Yeah, and that's fine. That's fine. Do what you want. And that, that's fine. I, the opportunity to play Florida, I think you should sign up for that. Or a school like Florida, you should sign up for that every chance you get. Chance to go to the swamp. A and chance for the Pac-12 to, to beat an SEC school. They come yeah. back, yeah. The first one's in the swamp, yeah. the second one's That's in That's awesome. I think Utah. Utah needs to do that because they haven't had a lot of big non-conference opponents come into the stadium before they weren't good enough and they yeah. couldn't. Now they can, but it hasn't worked out. And going forward there, which has been Mark Harlan's job, he's talked about – increasing that and that's outstanding kudos to him and to this the school for getting that done i i'm excited for them i don't want to say i can't wait i can wait just fine but i'm excited for them to play florida it's a new twist uh, if mullen is still there obviously he has some utah roots under urban as i think it was the quarterback coach if i remember correctly uh, so that that would be cool so i endorse that 100 percent well, if the Pac-12 is going to raise its reputation, they're going to have to win intersectional games. And for the Utes, am I missing somebody? Yeah, back to Michigan and before that to Pittsburgh. And then you're getting back to, you know, the, I think the Pittsburgh deal was the last year of the Mountain West and the first year of the, of the Pac-12. So Yeah, that's interesting. I actually think that in order to raise your profile, I don't know that you need to win intersectional games because that's cost you uh, from getting to the playoff. Losing intersectional games has, yeah. yes. So I wonder if they really do. But I appreciate Utah wanting to do it, and I think it's absolutely awesome. And as I say, I'm excited very much for that game. Question of the day. The Nakuas are coming. The Nakuas are coming. Samson and Puka are transferring. How great is it for the Cougars? Jacob says, well, future schedules are going to look nothing like this last year's schedule, but... Things are looking better in every aspect. So. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I saw a horse uh, with someone riding it through my neighborhood screaming the Nakuas are coming last night. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> I need you to return the horse to your neighbor, PK. Come on. <laughs> I think it's a great opportunity. And then Puka, we presented him with the State of the Sport Award for Best High School Athlete. Yep. And opportunity to talk to him a little bit backstage. We talked to him backstage. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds so uh, big. Sharp young man at the time. 
Uh, we've spoken a few of them. Cameron Cooper we also did. Uh, they didn't have the state of the sport last April, obviously, because of the COVID. Because you and I, usually, we get the opportunity to make a presentation together. Uh, and uh, he was there. And I kidded him, how come he doesn't have wild hair like his brother? And and he said he's not that crazy. Samson had the wild hair and the multicolored hair and all that stuff. I guess for a few months, I'll have to tone that down. Although I don't know that they have anything on the color of your hair. It's the... BYU's all hung up on the length of your hair from for some bizarre reason. Uh, I, don't, I, I don't know if he can, if you can go different colors. I don't know if that's deep in the uh, small print of the honor code somewhere. Maybe they have to get a quick amendment to the honor code. As I, as I don't give many ideas here. <laughs> so I don't know what Samson wants to do there, but I think Samson was. Uh, did he was he did he underperform? Was he underutilized? Uh, depending on where you want to go with that, that's up to you. Uh, but you know, you look at his career at Utah. He's six foot three. He can move, uh, and his total receptions in his entire time he spent at Utah aren't as much as Dax Mill had last year. So if I'm looking at him, I'm thinking, well, wait a second, I'm as good as this guy. Now he's going to have a top pick throwing him the ball. Utah doesn't normally have quarterbacks drafted, and uh, Zach Wilson's clearly going to get drafted and going to get drafted very, very high. So, but there's no question that they want to get the ball downfield to the wideouts more, not just to the slot receiver or the tight end or the back coming out of the backfield, uh, as Utah traditionally has done here, at least in the last few years. So you can see why Samson would want to have an opportunity because, as you say, everybody wants to get to the NFL. And he's got the measurables. He's certainly got the size to get to the NFL, right? No one's going to doubt that. He's legitimate in his size. He's well over six feet. So he's got this opportunity. And it's a great opportunity. And then, of course, to get to play with your brother and play whatever personal situation you have with your family. I think there's, what, six kids uh, his father, Lionel, Lionel died in 2012, I think it was. Correct. Uh, uh, Nakua was, or, or Samson was at uh, Timview, and Puka played at Orm, right? Yes. Yep. And their younger yeah. brother's now back at Timview playing right now. Yeah, so, and their situation is what it is, and and uh, obviously they were young, very young, to lose your father. That's so unfortunate that that happened. And so they want to be home and get to be on the field together. It's good for them. I'm excited for them because that's what they want. And I'm excited for BYU. You get an opportunity to bring in some talent because you lose Mill, who was a big-time player for you guys. And now I don't know that any individual is going to be uh, as productive. The competition is going to be stiffer. The quarterback, uh, I don't know at the start anyway, is going to be as good, maybe over time. But Zach Wilson was brilliant last season. All of us can agree with that. And I know you fans will scream competition. But the NFL doesn't really care about that. They comp- they compare compare they care about how good you're going to be in the NFL. And they think he's going to be very, very good. So your weakness on the competition for Zach Wilson, uh, am I going to listen to you or am I going to listen to NFL people? No, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to listen to you. <laughs> That doesn't know necessarily mean that NFL people are going to get it right because there's been plenty of quarterbacks they've gotten it wrong, for good, or, for better or worse. You know, Dak Prescott was a fourth round pick, I, I believe, and now he's getting seventy five million dollars this next season. 
So obviously he should have been drafted much higher if you want to go along those lines. And we know guys have been taken very, very high. And then as, as high as the number one pick at quarterback and they end up sucking and they're gone. So Wilson will get his opportunity to prove it. Yeah, and some of those guys played against really good competition. It's, yeah, a, it's, it's an apples and oranges thing going from college know. to the pros. You don't know. And they try to try to figure it out, and the draft is not an exact science. No draft is anywhere anymore in any league, whatever the situation is. But it's a great opportunity for these two to get what they want and then to succeed on the field. And I certainly wish them nothing but the best. Uh, by the way, it says that hairstyles, uh, the honor code says, hairstyles should be neat and clean, avoiding extreme styles or colors, and trimmed above the collar, leaving the ear uncovered. So, I don't know, an extreme color. Like, you could, he could dye his hair blue, but not well, red. that rainbow gray thing for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And he's got a personality that he matches does. that. But, I mean, maybe he can, yeah. he can tone it down if he wants to, too, also. It's just, it's for a few months. I really don't care what his hair looks like, actually. And don't ever read me the honor code again. (laughs) Keep going. (laughs) That was pretty much all that was relevant. Uh, Brian, it'll be an exciting summer when Samson gets his hair (laughs) cut. I wish them the best, except on September 11th. And if I'm a Ute fan, absolutely. That would be my sentiment, too. Yeah. Wish them the best, except when you play them. And you want to win, obviously. You want to win those games. Sure, I get it. Let's see, more people weighing in here. Uh, Gwen, I can't wait for September 11 of 2021. <laughs> it's a Ute fan? Uh, let me click on her thing and see. Uh, it's got to be. Went to Bountiful High, lives in Farmington, doesn't say, yeah. Uh, you can't wait for payback, or you can't wait because you're a Cougar fan and you think you're going to win for the first time in more no, than a decade? No, you want to show them that uh, you're better. Because then if you don't do it now, then you got to wait another two years. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. We're getting See, way in up 24. There. It'll yeah, be three that's, years. That's just, uh, that would really suck. Uh, you're not going to play them the following two in 22 and 23. So you didn't get to play them in 20, which I think uh, it's just based on where the two programs are at, might be your best chance to win. But it didn't happen because Utah was brand new with so many dudes, and you were a veteran team with Zach Wilson. And now that's not going to be the case. doesn't mean you can't win. Just playing the odds uh, last year would have been a great opportunity for you to get that thing done, but it didn't happen. So... So be it. There's nothing you can do about it now. But yeah, I think that that's what that'll, that'll add a little sliver to the rivalry. The Nakua brothers, one of whom played at Utah, playing against uh, his old team, and then Nakua. Or I keep saying Nakua as if it's Puka. Puka, who turned them down, and turned down both schools. Obviously, committed to SC, and then goes to Washington, and then halfway through, decides to come to Provo. And he came out of high school with a huge rep. And BYU needs to get those guys, those types of guys. Interestingly, Washington is losing three receivers because Ty Jones, a kid who grew up and went to high school right across yeah, the street. Yeah, he's transferring. He's going to Fresno. And then they've got another receiver who's going to Sac State. That's where Troy Taylor coaches, right? Yep. Yeah. So they're losing three receivers off their team. Uh 
to go uh, different directions. And then Utah lost two because they lost Thompson and Sampson. Can't tell can't tell the uh, players without a program. Everybody's on the move. Yeah, and it's it's more likely to speed up than it is to slow down. And I was talking to somebody in college football saying I can't understand what Brian Thompson was thinking because he's going to ASU and Herm. They run the same program basically. They want to run but the ball and play great, great play great defense. There's a lot to that, but they've sent guys to the NFL. They've sent the guys to the NFL, and they have an experienced quarterback. Daniels will be going into his. He's three years in the program. You really can't count last year four games as a season by any stretch because if it would have been under the normal rules, he would have been allowed to redshirt because he'd only played. They only played four games. And I think the the, well, I know the NCAA has that rule of if you play only four games, you're allowed to redshirt. So I don't know what that means for him if he's going to go next year into the NFL or if he's even good enough. But maybe that's one of the reasons why he, Thompson decided to go is he's going to a team that has an established quarterback. Doesn't mean he's better than uh, Brewer or whoever the Utes put out there if, if Rising can get himself healthy. I think those are the two leading candidates of Rising has an opportunity to be at full strength when we get to training camp in August. He'll have the opportunity to compete for the job, and we'll see what happens there. Whereas there is no competition in, in Tempe. It's Daniels and then pray for rain, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jack weighs in. It's uh, not that great at BYU without some guy by the name of Zach. I bet my Aggies beat them. Aggies weighing in. Utah State taking the Cougars down. Jack's calling his shot. Well, the Aggies will see. You know, they were a mess last season, as we know, for a lot of different reasons. <laughs> Although I, I saw a thing where those super seniors mm-hmm. that Utah State has the most super seniors returning in the country. That's in the teens. I want to say 18. I'm not sure about that number. And the reason why it caught my eye, because it was a Pac-12 story that said number two of the super seniors returning, uh, the Devils. I think I think the number was like eleven, and they, so they have the second most in the country of super seniors, guys who had the opportunity to basically that last season did not count uh, towards eligibility, as we know. Uh, and Devils have, well, I think it was eleven, and Utah State having uh, several more than that. They listed them as having the most, so that could help them. Yeah, quarterback play goes a long way to determine success. This is not breaking news by any stretch here. And so whoever wins the job for the Cougars will have some of them. Well, if it's Hall or Baylor, they've had limited experience. They have some experience. If it's Conover or the other kid, they have zero. Well, I guess the other kid played a little bit maybe in some a uh, couple of mop-up things, but that doesn't really count. So, But that that's the essence of college football, man. These things turn over. You're, you're going to have that from time to time. It's not that unusual. Well, the Cougars were right there to smack the Aggies. Pfft. One P, two Fs, two Ts. Pfft. The same Aggies that were one of the worst teams in the country this last season at one and five. Now with the coaching change, so who knows where this is going? 
right. all, all kinds of question marks for Utah well, yeah, State. Most, Not that there aren't question definitely. marks for the Utes and the Cougars, because there, there are. are. There's just more question marks for Utah State. Yeah, it's just it's rare that you don't have question marks. Two years ago, the Utes didn't have very many question marks, and they had a great season except for the end. All right, we've got uh, a lot of comments, and that's why it's hot takes or toast. Got a lot of people weighing in with their hot takes. But Mark comes to us with a question, and we will get to his question, which is pretty good, and I think a lot of people are wondering the answer to this question. Uh, We could maybe take some educated guesses at it, and we will do that next. Stay with us, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Now let's get this party started. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell, embarrassed on a national stage. Taken last, they probably feel like they were slighted. You go back to February 24th, Jazz, they beat the Lakers by 25. Yes. LeBron does not like getting his nose rubbed in anything, let alone a 25-point beatdown to the Utah Jazz. This is psychological warfare. Utah Jazz players, play with that extra edge, that mentality, that physicality that you'll be unstoppable and avenge the city there would never be a better time for the utah jazz to win a championship so we could all look at the rest of the country and be like ha see you don't got to be number one or two market in the country to have a championship team hanson scotting weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5 1280 the zone in the zone sports network David's Vision, giving you 1,000 reasons to get rid of those contacts or glasses. That's $1,000 off LASIK. Start your road to better vision at davisvisionmd.com or call in at 801-253-3080. That's Davis Vision. DJ and PK brought to you in part by Davis Vision. Question of the day on Facebook. The Nakuas are coming. The Nakuas are coming. Samson and Puka, wide receivers, transferring from Utah and Washington to BYU. How about that? How good is that for the Cougars? And Mark twists that uh, question and responds with a question of his own. PK, don't you hate to get into an argument with people who answer questions with a question? Well, I love to get in an argument with anybody at any time, though, because <laughs> that's just fun. Mark says, I wonder how Whittingham is feeling about this right now. I wonder oh. if Kyle allows him to feel very much for very long. Because it isn't going to be that productive. Now, yeah. if you got feelings and you got an immediate reaction, you got it. But I just don't know that he allows himself to think no, about it and dwell no, on it for 10 no, minutes. No, no. Kids are transferring. They're coming and they're going. And coaches are adjusting. Well, what he said when uh, Thompson left. Uh, he said, if I, I think the quote was, the transfer porter giveth and the transfer porter taketh. And once a player leaves... All right, he leaves. It, it, it's going when you're, you're dealing with an inordinate amount of number of guys here, too. It's not like basketball is another story. We had Kristobiak on yesterday, and he obviously losing Gotch. The, the Ute homers, I can remember, oh, he wasn't going to be in the rotation and he wasn't going to be the point guard, so who cares? Who needs him? Well, you needed him. You know, he was a veteran guy, and there's not that many veteran guys. In basketball, football, you, you got uh, practically as many receivers as you do players on a basketball team. So when a basketball player leaves who's been playing, getting considerable playing time, that's a blow. Doesn't matter who it is, it's a blow. Or what program, when I say who it is, is what 
terms of program, not the individual, that's a blow. And Dave Rose talked about that at length when he was coaching for the Cougars. Football is another story here because, you know, you're, e- even if the kid stays, you're still bringing in new guys, not just guy, but guys every season. And then you get other guys who may have been injured, and they're coming back, and all the stuff that's going on. So you really don't have any time to stress over it. You just check it off and move on. And I think he's got to do a lot of that. But they wanted Puka. I mean, if the two of them had been together at Utah, would they have been transferring? And maybe they would have. Maybe for all the stuff you cited in the last segment, you know, hey, this team's pushing the ball down the field more. This guy's got more catches in the season than I've got over two or three years. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you were talking about Samson's number, and, and, and Puka, for as much as Washington wanted him, he caught 16 passes. Now, he'd tell you I caught three touchdowns, so that's basically one out every five. How about you throw me the ball a little more often? I can get to the end zone here. And well, he was all a freshman. That back and forth. And I think he had a little injury issue. And then last year, forget last year, they only played four games. I think Washington was, uh, them and the Devils only played four. I think they went three and one. Uh, and he had COVID for the Stanford game, so he didn't play. So last year, you got to basically throw it out. But there's no question that they wanted him because he was a big-time receiver. A lot of programs wanted him. And I think that's a blow. I've been saying this. I've been harping on this for the Devils for practically as long as we've been doing the show. And it's it's gotten worse, not better, as far as the number of players leaving the state. Number of big-time players, not just players, but big-time players leaving the state. NFL quality players, guys who have played in the NFL – that grew up playing football in the Valley, boom, gone. That's devastating to their program. Now, Utah has had a better program the last few years than Arizona State. I don't think you can argue that. Even if the Devils may beat you, your program has still been better. You've accomplished more. But you could accomplish even more probably if you could keep these studs in town. And there's not that's been an issue don't run from it. Acknowledge it and try to do better. Now, if you can't do it, do like Herm does. Go all over the country to recruit and hire every college, every high school coach who's had success from Southern California. They got like three or four of them on the staff, <laughs> and and try to get those kids to come over. You know, whatever it takes. And if you can't get the local, then you better darn well get somebody else. Uh, that's uh, you know, in the case of. Uh, Southern Cal over to Tempe is only like about five, six hours. So that's sort of semi-local. Got to get got to get these kids. And, and yeah, I think the losing out on Puka the first time around actually was a blow to both schools, not just Utah. And it's not just him. Uh, you look at that 24-19 recruiting class, and I'm using 24-7 right here. You can use a different recruiting service, and we all know the coaches will tell you, well, we don't rank them the way they rank them. Although some coaches will tell you those rankings have gotten more accurate and they've gotten better over time. But the point is four of the top five guys in the state went out of state. Utah got yeah. one, but Washington, LSU, Oregon, everybody's coming. Everybody. That's a blow. And if you check a different year, you're going to find USC, Oregon, and Alabama. You know, it's just it's on and on. Yeah, you need to get the premier kids in your state to come to your school. Doesn't matter what. I mean, Southern California, you can't get them all, obviously. Uh, but I think that the, the, that's been a problem for the conference. And the, from the conference perspective, whoever the commissioner is, is hoping that, well, the local school can't get them. Somebody else Stay in the conference. Stay regional, right. Yeah. Stay regional. 
and then it becomes the it's it's a double whammy if you the local doesn't get him nor the conference gets him and he goes out of out of conference to wherever it might be and we're seeing that the quarterback for Clemson the presumed starter for next season is a SoCal kid and he's literally going all across you can't get any farther away you're going all the way to the east coast to play football at Clemson which is a national power obviously all right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Coming up next, college basketball, March Madness, Randy Ray, Weber State coach. He'll join us to talk about the Big Sky Tournament and Mark Madsen, UVU men's coach after that. Both these guys with a chance, uh, depending on the league, you know, one of two, one of three teams expected to compete for the – of course, it's March Madness, so that doesn't mean a sixth seed can't do it. Uh, but these guys have pretty good teams. We'll talk with them next. And then Puka Nakua at 9.05. Stay with us.